What's up, party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Indy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter, and you can also find me at Romantic Nancy on Twitter if you are so inclined, which you do not have to be. It's fine. We are in the middle of season five, which is the fanfic season, and today we're going to be talking about nothing else but this, and before we get to that point, let's just take a brief minute to talk about the way that I've got this all set up in my head. So... Nancy goes to Wilder University in the on-campus series, as we've discussed at length with just disdain dripping from my voice the entire time. So she goes there, and there's not really a good explanation for why exactly she goes there and not Emerson. So, I mean, you can say that she decides to go to Wilder instead of going to Emerson because she kind of wants to be somewhere where she can make her own name instead of basically depending on Ned and her relationship with Ned to build any credibility she has. Even though, of course, she has zero problem with just leaning on her father's credibility slash just reiterating that her father, the inventor of Toaster Strudel, is not here for this shit. So there's that. But a lot of it rings false to me. Um, Because please understand that if anyone was like, do you want Nancy Drew, but with a bunch of like just flat out dramatic soap opera bullshit, I'd be like, I am first in line for that shit. I live, breathe, and just dream about that shit. But the deal breaker for me is always, is Nancy with Ned though? Like, I can withstand a lot if Nancy's still with Ned. And so actually the very first fanfic that I wrote, the really long first fanfic that I wrote that was not just a really weird Nancy Drew slash Star Trek The Next Generation weird crossover thing that happened before I knew what fanfic was. The first one was Nancy and Ned getting back together after the on-campus series. Like, the thing about fanfic is that fanfic is not born in satisfaction. You don't look at, like, a perfect piece of media and go, I need to write some fanfic about that. You look at a perfect piece of media and you're like, that was deeply satisfying. All of the plot threads all tied up in a nice, neat little bow at the end of it. It was fabulous. I love the way everything worked out. Just 10 out of 10, no notes. Fanfic is negative 50 out of 10. I have 7,000 notes and we need to talk about why they did not bang on camera. So that's what this shit is for. The on-campus series seemed to be tailor-made to be like, Girl, you you want to write some fic? We are here for that need. We are here for it. We are going to encourage you in no uncertain terms to just fix this bullshit. And so I did. Nothing else but this picks up about a year and a half after the on-campus series starts-ish. I mean, the thing is that I usually say, okay, the Nancy Drew Files series happened, which of course is impossible because it's 124 books that all took place while Nancy was 18. <laughs> the same year kept happening over and over. She kept respawning. Perhaps she just kept being concussed and then forgetting the previous year. We don't know. Maybe by the end of it, she was really 25 and had some serious medical issues. But if you say that the files happened where Nancy and Ned have this basically very chaste relationship with occasional making out that made my little heart pitter pat. And then you have the on campus series where it clearly establishes, please understand how how much joy this brought me, that Nancy and Ned discussed having sex but never actually did so. I was like, 
they talked about having sex. I was so excited. Oh my God. I was so excited because if you talk about it, I'm not, I'm not even going to address the, but we decided not to. If you talk about it, yeah, I'm here for that shit. I want that conversation. I want that missing scene. I want all those missing scenes. But anyway, I've written those damn missing scenes. <laughs> um, so if you say, okay, the files happened, they had this relationship that was mm, like not platonic, definitely. There was a lot of making out. There was a lot of Ned feeling kind of like a third wheel when it, or a fifth wheel really, when it came to Nancy's mysteries, like feeling jealous of them, feeling like he could have a bigger role in her life, but didn't. If you look at that and then you look at it on campus, like there's some interesting stuff that you could kind of read into what happened where it's... Okay, Nancy kind of, first off, wanted to establish herself away from both men in her life, both her father and Ned. But also, she wanted to see who she was without that support system. And if you're like, well, she's got Bess and George, please understand that as soon as they entered Wilder, they both took a lot of shrooms and a lot of bullshit happened. I mean, and please understand that I have no interest in rereading any of the ones that I've read. So a lot of this may be just bullshit that I invented in my head, but um, there was the incident where Bess um, fell in love with a guy who turned out to be gay, and then they went for a motorcycle ride, and he crashed, and he died, and Bess was injured in the hospital. I'm pretty sure that's real. Also, George meeting a Native American co-ed and deciding to lose her virginity to him on a camping trip when they zipped their sleeping bags together and just got down to business. Like, a lot of stuff happens in the on-campus series where you're like, was everybody just high as fuck? Like, I have a lot of follow-up questions. A lot of them, were there possibly monkeys with darts that determined all this? Was it like the weirdest game of Mad Libs that you've ever imagined? Because yes. Anyway. So, if you're like... But Nancy's got Bess and George. She really doesn't. Um, she's because Bess and George are like, sh- they're not main characters, so they get to engage in even more reckless bullshit than Nancy does. Like, also in the on-campus series, like Nancy has a series of relationships. Like in the book, they're in the books. They're really clear that George does, is the first one to bang somebody. I don't know if they ever say that Bess bangs anybody like she definitely wants to she's also a drama major which you're like of course she is hello Nancy's a journalism major which is oh you're adorable late 90s you were so cute um yeah um I can't even remember what the fuck George was majoring in like it it didn't even fucking matter nothing was about classes it was about oh no the selective service wants to draft George because they think that she is a boy so much you could have done with that and you didn't. Oh my God, so many lost opportunities. Oh my God. Anyway, yeah. So what I did when I read the on-campus books other than just want to rip my entire soul out of my body because, oh my God, it was so bad. Um, Yeah, I looked at it and was like, okay, um, sure. Let's just say that Nancy goes on basically an alcoholic bender for like six months and just rips her entire life apart. Let's let's just say that that happens. Let's just say that she decides to discover herself. Please please imagine the air quotes and the raised eyebrows around that. She decides that she needs to see who she is without all these people around her by going to this no-name university in the middle of nowhere 
to get a journalism degree. It's like, maybe develop a meth habit. I don't know. Anyway. So, what do you do with this? The The books never resolved. The um, on-campus series ended after 25 books. Um, I've read, I, I don't know, five of them. Because, like I said, hot mess. Just hot dumpster trash juice mess. Oh, my God. If you're a ghostwriter who had to work on that, please understand that, like, you and your survivors should be compensated. Like, y'all should definitely check into that. Check with a lawyer. See what kind of hate crimes have happened. It's real bad. Um, yeah. So, on campus, Nancy's at Wilder. Nancy's dating all of these random guys. Like, one is her editor at the paper. One is this random medical student who found out that he knocked up his girlfriend back home and then left, like, in the next book. Just a lot of random pregnancies in these books. Um, yeah. Because what says drama more than am I knocked up or not? Just saying. So, and also Ned pops up occasionally in the on-campus series just to fuck with me. It's much like when Ned continuing to be on the TV show, even though they're not together right now. Because, again, y'all trying to fuck with me. Y'all just trying real hard to fuck with me. So, yeah, Ned pops up occasionally. So, for this story that I'm discussing today that I haven't really started yet. Um, we're looking at it from that. We're looking at it from Nancy has been away from Ned for like a year and a half. They have had occasional contact. Nancy still has feelings for Ned. Like in the on-campus series, like honestly, there is a like, oh, well, I'm always going to have feelings for Ned thing going on because of course she's going to sober up after her bender and discover that she has just fucked everything up. Like that's going to happen. But yeah, it's, it's just super weird. So also side note, nothing else, but this was originally written for a porn battle. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with a porn battle, it's a fanfic event where you have a set period of time, you have a list of prompts, which means like you've got the fandom, you've got the pairing, and you've got like maybe one word or a phrase or whatever, and you're supposed to incorporate as much of that as you possibly can. So what usually happened in these things is I would suggest Nancy Drew, Nancy Ned, and then a list of words. And I would fill my own prompts because I was like, yes, I am both the audience and the writer for all of this and occasionally somebody else would, and I'd be like, yes, yes, we need more of this in the world. But porn battle doesn't mean that you actually have to have porn. Like, you don't have to have explicit sex. Like, it can be like, oh, some hot making out. But a lot of people just expect some banging and some porn battle stories. So, I don't even remember what year I did this for. It's It's been a hot minute. It's, it's been a while, probably like 20, 2009-ish, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, like I was saying, my first long fic was actually fixing the on-campus series. And so when I sat down to write for this porn battle, I was like, I want to write a reunion story. I want to write a Nancy and Ned getting back together after they've broken up and realizing they still have feelings for each other and etc. So this story opens with Ned finding an apartment after he has graduated from Emerson. The apartment is based on the apartment that my ex lived in because I was deeply familiar with that one. But anyway, so he's got a basement apartment. However, Ned being a handy person, this is the first time that this couple is renting out the apartment. 
their converted basement. So Ned looks at it and is like, can I possibly do some upgrades? And they're like, of course you can, you strapping young man. So Ned finds it. It's like outskirts of Chicago. It's in a nice neighborhood. They're a retired couple. And Ned's had to promise that he won't have any crazy parties for like at least the first two weeks, even though he's a fraternity boy. You know, that's just how he is. It's fine. So he's feeling pretty good about himself. Like he's just graduated. He's got his life in front of him. Everything looks good. And so he comes back to his parents' house because of course he hasn't officially moved out yet. He's just found the apartment and Nancy is standing there on the porch. They have not seen each other in a year and a half. She broke up with him. She broke up with him in the on-campus series. And that's what this is. This backstory is kind of based on. Ned knows that she's been through some stuff, but he's not deeply familiar with the details. He knows that she had basically a touch-and-go, could-have-died experience, but he was not there for it. Um, he also, like, they did talk after that, but it was very brief, because the thing is, you don't get a lot of Ned's perspective in the on-campus series because he's considered basically a side character, which makes sense like they sideline him for the first book that nancy officially breaks up with him in the second book it's it's just like a oh well we've grown apart like you know you were my high school boyfriend and it's just not gonna work out between us and i was like i want to stab you in the face with whatever's closest to me that has a sharp edge on it um yeah because what the it's like that whole well high school sweethearts are never forever like it's just not gonna work it's too idealistic and also I love my job and you have never wanted to play play second fiddle and blah blah and I didn't want to go to Emerson where everybody just knows me as your girlfriend because I'm more than that and you're like wow like there's a lot there that I'm like I don't know like if you're seriously like Ned is the king shit on Emerson campus like oh my god could go pro in every fucking sport he plays like certainly is going to be the president of the fraternity in his senior year like oh my god I've written that several times um he is like it like all the girls want to do him probably all the gay guys want to do him like oh my god and and you're like no no I want to go to this no name shithole and just do me for a minute. I just want to do that. So the thing, though, is that Ned clearly hasn't gotten over Nancy. Like, he kind of can't. Like, uh, he's been in love with her forever. And the thing that happens in Nothing Else But This is he has realized before the story takes place that he's basically obsessed with Nancy. Like, he... He lives, eats, breathes, sleeps, dreams, everything about her. Like, to the point that it's unhealthy for him. And he knows that because he's like, we're never on equal footing. Like, you are never going to feel the same way about me that I do about you. And that's a really hard thing to realize about this person that you would, you have. It's not that you would, it's that you have laid down your life for. And she's like, yeah thank you. And, and that's it. Like it's, it's just never, it's never going to be equal between us. You are always going to, you know, be ready to move on to the next thing. You're always going to be ready to, to do something other than to be with me. So for Ned, like once he's kind of processed all that, 
the fact that they're no longer together is kind of a relief because it lets him like break that addiction what she basically says in the story it's like hmm. yeah like it was really really hard to get over you but I managed to do it and that's cool so he sees her standing there and he's kind of he wasn't expecting it because he started this new part of his life and he was like yes like yeah, this is going to be great. I can't, I can't wait. And then he sees her and it's like this, this addiction that you thought you'd kicked. And she's just standing there and she of course is looking beautiful. And he's like, huh, it fancy seeing you here. And she's like, yeah, no, I just like to hang out on your parents' porch. That's just a thing that I meant to. And he's like, okay. So they sit down on the porch swing because to go inside would be a little bit too intimate. And He's like, so how are you doing? She's like, I'm doing good. I'm actually working on my private investigator licensure. And that's like, what do you mean you're working on it? Like, they should have handed that to you like three years ago. And Nancy's like, yeah, there's this pesky thing about having like actual logged service. And you have to work with a private investigator for three years before you can be licensed. And, you know, all sorts of fun stuff, which is true. I looked it up. Um, So... Yeah, and Nancy's like, yeah, I bet that Chief McGinnis really wishes that I had been licensed because then he could have threatened to take it away from me if I ever crossed him. But they have a they have a nice conversation. Like it's it's pretty casual. It's not deeply emotional or anything. It's it's light, and they're talking to each other. And she's like, I just I, I missed you, and I knew that you graduated, and I just wanted to you know to come by and talk to you. And that's like. Yeah, it, it was nice to see you. Like, there's, he thinks about, like, the last time that he heard from her, and he knew that she was drunk at the time, and, like, that she admitted that she missed him, but he wasn't even sure if she remembered it the next day. Like, you know, it, it's been tough for him to walk away. So, so he thinks about that, and he sees her, and she looks, she looks good. She looks like a grown-up. She looks like she's actually, like, a professional. So they're chatting and her phone goes off and she looks at it and she tells him she has to go, but she'd like to catch up with him again. And he says, yeah, that, that'd be fine. Like in a kind of friend way, like he definitely is not expecting anything more than that. And he doesn't really want anything more than that. So, and she says, okay. And of course he still has her number and she still has his, like, this is not the kind of relationship where they changed numbers. It's yeah, you, you know that I'm I'm going to call you and you know that you're going to come back. So So Ned goes back to the apartment. He's got his friends that um like the next day he goes back. He's got his friends that went to Emerson with him who were there helping him renovate his apartment because you know, that's the thing that friends do is they rip out old floorboards so that you can lay down new floorboard. They're ripping out like nasty old carpet from the 70s and all sorts of shit. Um so Howie's there, Mike's there, of course. They're just hanging out, drinking beers, helping him tear up the place before he gets everything installed. And Ned looks at his phone and Nancy's actually texted him and she's like, oh, so what are you doing tonight? And he's like, um, just doing some light renovations. And she's like, oh, well, if you need any help, I'd be happy to come by. And Ned's like, Oh, and so his friends who are with him are like, oh, do you, is somebody coming over? And that's like, yeah, Nancy is. And all of them immediately, like, 
do maybe cringe emoji. Like, honestly. <laughs> they know how he was. The thing is that, and we've talked about this in, on the podcast, that in the, the, the book where they break up, the book where Ned is like, I, I can't do this anymore, is the book where Mike is hurt like he's thrown off the roof of a building. Mike is referred to later in, in the books, like he does pop up later, but for this, I said that basically he was injured to the point that like he has a permanent disability in his foot, like he's he can't ever walk normally again. And so there's some interesting friction that happens between Nancy and Mike due to that, like, yeah, and yeah, Mike was doing some shit he shouldn't have been doing, but there's also the like... You know, if Nancy hadn't been involved, how much of this would have happened? So, so there's that. So, whenever Ned says that, yeah, Nancy's going to be coming over, like, everybody kind of starts making excuses as to, oh, well, uh, look at the time. (laughs) So, by the time Nancy comes over, all of his friends have found somewhere else to be. They're like, oh, I've got to get an early start tomorrow. I'm going to a concert and, and all this stuff. So, so Nancy walks in, Ned is shirtless and drinking a beer and his entire apartment is completely torn up and she's like, oh, um, okay, well, what are you working on? And he's like, well, we're tearing up carpet. And she's like, okay, let me change clothes and I'll be happy to help you. And the th- like, she, she has a beer with him. Um, for the purposes of this story, and at this point he thinks about it, they definitely had sex like the on-campus series is like oh they talked about it but they never actually went through with it and I'm like no they banged they 100% banged like Ned is Nancy's first and they had a lot of sex and then when they broke up like that was kind of what made it even worse because he had gotten used to them having that kind of relationship and then it was gone so so he looks at her when she comes over and he's like, I remember when us being alone would be immediately we'd be having sex. Like, just not even thinking about it. But we're not like that. Um, there's one point in the story where she asks if she can take a shower and he is like, it would be really easy for me to just... But they don't have that kind of relationship and so he decides that he's going to be good and that he's not going to do anything that would, you know... They're friends. This is good. It's good to be friends. It's good to not be in that kind of relationship anymore. Because basically they've proven that it doesn't work, is his thoughts. So, she helps him out. Um, She gets another call after she's been helping him clean up some. Um, She's like, oh, well, let me take you home. Because he's got a bit of a buzz going. And she's like, I don't want you to do anything to, you know, crash your car or anything. So, she takes him home. And... Like, they they have moments together where they look at each other and they just, they have that same kind of comfortable just being together that it's, of course, been a long time since they've had that. And so Ned's really curious about what happened to her, but he hasn't brought himself to actually ask anything about it yet. He finally does when she goes on a shopping trip with him a few days later. Like, they just, they keep casually hanging out. Like, you know, she comes over and his cable's not hooked up yet, so they chat for a while. Like, it's it's just, you know, they get takeout food because his kitchen's not put back together yet. Like, they're just hanging out. They're just chilling. It's fine. 
So she goes with him to the store to pick up some stuff for his new house. And he's like, so can you tell me what happened when you almost died? Like, because he doesn't know, really. Like, he knows the bare minimum of it. And Nancy doesn't really feel all that comfortable talking about it. But she's clearly talked to backstory at this point. She's been going to a therapist because it, it was traumatic for her. Um, she was working with Frank and Joe because of course she fucking was. She was working with Frank and Joe Hardy on a case. Um, they were trying to pursue a suspect. Um, she was at one of the exits to the place where they had been pretty sure that this person was. The person came out shooting, managed to shoot her in the chest. Um, so she immediately collapsed. Joe discovered her collapsed body. She was going in and out of consciousness. They managed to get her onto their van and take her to the hospital. She almost died. If the bullet had been like a fraction of an inch in one direction or another, that would have been it for her. Um, but she said, she tells Ned that what she realized when she was laying on the floor of their van, expecting herself to bleed out at any moment, and that would be it. She was like, I, I can't keep doing this. Like, Nancy in the books is very clearly an amateur. Like, she's an amateur with fantastic, statistically impossible luck. Like, oh, well, you know, of course this is going to happen. Of course these things are going to happen in this order. Of course you're going to magically be at the right exit when this person's coming out. Of course you're going to get the right shot. So she just has unbelievable luck and just fantastic coincidence working for her. And then the one case where it doesn't like that, that could have been it. Like very, very quickly and easily that could have been it. If they hadn't come back and found her when they did, if they hadn't gotten to the hospital, if the bullet had just been a little bit over. So she was like, I need, I need training and I need to maybe not work with Frank and Joe anymore on cases. Just saying. Um, so Ned's listening to that and he's like, oh, okay, okay. The Nancy and Ned don't talk about at this point what they did while they were apart. They just don't even bring it up. Because, because it's going to be important later, but we're not going to talk about it yet, basically. So that's what he finds out about. He finds out that, you know, she had a pretty serious experience. And that's what, that's actually the reason that she left Wilder, is she had that experience. She was recovering from it. She became very, very depressed. And her life just was spiraling completely out of control. And she basically just stopped everything and rebuild herself from that point. So, yeah. So that was kind of the turning point where she just discovered that she wasn't who she wanted to be anymore, that she didn't recognize who she was in her own life anymore, and she just wanted to to change everything. So the next thing that happens after Ned's found out about what happened to her is he decides to throw a housewarming party. Oh, yeah! Um, which he said he wasn't going to do, but it's okay. Um, his landlord is named Sonny and Sonny is married to Jane. And he's been like, I will be a good boy and I will not have loud parties. And we're going to have a party though. Everything's been set up. All of his furniture's moved in. The cable's hooked up. Everything's good. So 
yeah. So, of course, of course, Ned invites Nancy. And he also invites all of his friends. So he's excited about that. And his most recent ex-girlfriend also manages to find out that he's having a party that night. So she decides to weasel her way into the party. Um, when she, her name is Jen. And when she walks in, the guys are like, how did she get in here? Like, I would, oh, I told that one guy about it, and he's kind of obsessed with her, and he probably told her. So, um, and she, of course, is like, oh my god, it's so good to see you, oh my god, we should totally, you know, get, get something later. Um, she's the worst. I hate, I hate everybody who they ever date on the side. You know this. You know how I am. But she clearly is interested in getting back together with him. And Ned remembers, like, nights at the fraternity house when she would come over and everybody clearly knew that they were heading upstairs to, to completely bang. And he says, you know, we probably would still be together except for that she could not stop shit-talking everybody that was even, like, barely out of earshot. Like, she's extremely catty. She does not have a good personality. She's real hot. But that ain't everything. So Nancy tells Ned that she'll probably try to make an appearance at the party, but she's not quite sure when. So she manages to come in a little bit later. Um, she's got a friend with her, Jules, who works with her. Jules is bi. And she's sweet and nerdy and has glasses. And anyway, um, <laughs> good times. So Nancy comes in, invites, you know, introduces her to some people. She sees Ned's friends and says hi to them. And, you know, things are a, a little bit awkward, but everybody's like, oh, well, it's kind of one of those inevitable things. Like, you know that your friend is in this maybe not quite a toxic relationship, but definitely one that you're like, you maybe need to quit that. Like, this is just not a good look for you. So Nancy is that person they're not together. Like, they're definitely 100% not together. They've been really clear about that. They're just, they're just friends. It's fine. But Nancy sees the way that Jen's hanging out all over him. And she sees her and, um, she's not happy about it. And so Ned comes into the kitchen while Nancy's in there. And of course, Ned's a little drunk. Of course he is. It's a party. And Nancy's like, you know, when I see the way she looks at you, I just want to do what I always wanted to do when somebody would look at you when we were dating. And it's like, oh, what was that? Like a pillow fight? And Nancy's like, no, I just want to go over there and rip her hair out. Like, just, just tell her to get the fuck away from you. And that's like, that's cool. You, you can do that. And they're like joking together and it's not anything serious, but there's clearly like whenever they make eye contact, it's lingering. And of course, Jules sees what's going on, and of course, they serve drinks, and of course, Nancy's like, well, if I get too drunk, then I just, I'm going to have to stay here, and Ned's like, oh, that would be a shame, wouldn't it? So, the party goes on, Nancy actually walks over to the stereo a few times to turn it down, because she knows that Ned's not supposed to be having a crazy party, and she doesn't want the thing to get shut down. Um... Jen is always coming up to Ned. She's like, oh, can I make you a drink? Um, oh, well, I'm, I'm too tipsy to drive. I guess I'll just have to stay here. Like, she's she's inviting herself where, where Ned was basically saying, oh, Nancy, you know, if you get too drunk, you're just going to have to stay here. Um, so, yeah. So, after the party is basically wound down so that everybody's either passed out or whatever, um, 
the apartment has two bedrooms. It's got a sleeper sofa. It's got a spare bedroom. It's got a bed in it. And then it's got Ned's room. So Ned peeks into the spare bedroom and sees that there are definitely some people in there. None of them are Jen or Nancy. And they're definitely going at it. So he just shuts that door because, of course, of course. Um, then he opens the door to his own room. I remember he's exhausted by this point and drunk. And Jen's on his bed, just in her top and her undies. And she's like, hey, there was somebody in the other room. And I just thought that maybe I could stay here. And that's like, oh, because he just went upstairs and got Nancy's overnight bag out of her trunk of her car. So that, you know, she could change clothes if she wanted to. So she's changing clothes. Um, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're you're feeling like you can't drive, and she's like, yeah, I guess I'll just have to stay here, and that's like, oh, okay, so he goes over and picks her up and carries her, and she's like, oh, and, but he carries her out to the living room and puts her on one of the couches, and he's like, I'll get you some clean sheets for the sleeper sofa. <laughs> um, the guy who has a thing for Jen is on the other couch, so he's like, this is gonna work out well for me, and then it's also not as drunk as she is pretending she is. Nancy walks in after this and is like, was she in here? And it's like, yeah. And Nancy's like, can you like Febreze it or something? <laughs> but anyway, um, she gets into bed with Ned and Nancy's like, you're, you're going to be nice, right? And that's like, I do not mess with drunk girls. That is one of my firm beliefs is that I do not mess with drunk girls. And Nancy's like, okay, um, maybe we could just cuddle. And that's like, yeah. I think we just cuddle. We can do that. That's fine. What happens is, after the party especially, they keep seeing each other. And the thing that Ned is waiting for is for Nancy to start breaking dates or to start, like, talking about how, you know, her work is interfering with what they've got happening. And she doesn't. She doesn't talk about what she's doing at work. It's just, like, you know, she might get a message or a text and she might have to leave, but... If she makes plans with him, she actually honors them. He sees her. And they're not just banging every time they see each other. Like, they're actually, like, hanging out, having meals, watching movies. Like, having the friendship that it had been a long time since they'd ever had. It's a relationship that he's really never had with her. Because it's always been about what she's doing and what she wants to do. And she is always asking, like, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to hang out tonight? What do you want to do? So it's kind of intoxicating for him, honestly. And the fact that if they had started sleeping together immediately, like, that's the basis that their relationship would have had. So now they have anything that's built in a way that he's never seen before. Like, he very definitely remembers how it was to have sex with her, and he very definitely is interested in doing so again. But he also just... It's kind of like a, oh, you know, for old time's sake, just, you know, we'll sleep together and then that'll be it. Like, that'll be the closure that we needed and that's not what's happening. So, the one time that she actually is late for a date that they've made, she shows up and she looks so distraught that Ned is like, I just, I just have to kiss you. And so he does. And from there, like, Nancy's looking at him and she's like, you can say no, and I know, because this has happened over the course of the summer, he found the the apartment, he's moved into the apartment, you know, he had the party and everything, and now it's getting toward the end of the summer, like, they've been hanging out, they're, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, 
Um, he's made plans to go down to the lake house that his parents have. He invited her. She had a work thing, so she wasn't able to make it, and she was really upset about it. And so they're talking about it, and he's like, you know, it's, it's like they have the relationship that he always wanted, which is terrifying because he, he broke himself of this addiction, and that's what it is with her. Like, oh, my God, she is, you, you could make a real good case that she was toxic, you could. You could do that. Like, she's not built for a long-term relationship. The thing that I find most telling, though, is that her longest relationship, we're coming up on 90 years, y'all, is with Ned. Like, bar none, there is nobody else that she's had a long, sustained, committed relationship with. So basically what happens is she's like, I feel like we've got a really good thing going. I feel like maybe we've built the kind of relationship that maybe we could always have had, but we didn't. And I know you can say no, but I really feel like over the past few months, like we've, we've gotten really close and I still very definitely have feelings for you. So if maybe you might want to try again. And that actually is like, I, I pretty much feel the same way, but also I think that it's, pretty strange that you don't involve me in your cases anymore and Nancy's like well I was trying something new and it's like I kind of miss it actually I kind of miss like not going on stakeouts with you and not talking over cases with you it's like it's almost as though you felt like I'm not a big enough part of your life to trust with that like I was part of it for so long and Nancy's like if that's the way you feel like I'm completely fine with talking about cases with you like holy shit, yes, like, I would love to do that, so they decide that they're going to start dating again, and of course, they immediately go to bed, like, (laughs) pretty much, (laughs) like, there's some dates in between where they're, like, making out on the couch and things are getting serious, but, you know, and also, of course, the fact that there's, there's no one, like, his parents were not there to say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I I saw Nancy's car parked out front all night, and also because Nancy has a job, and of course it's expected that occasionally Nancy's going to be out all night, like, she's not like, oh, well, I have to go, and blah, blah, so they can spend a lot more time together. So, the thing is, in this story, there's, this set of stories, there's a running joke that, like, Nancy is not good at, um, giving oral sex. (laughs) Because the thing is, Ned was her first partner, so Ned taught her a lot, and so he's like, yeah, you, you need some more practice at that, like, it's, it's just a joke that they have between them, so the first time they go back to bed after they have gotten back together, um, of course, Ned sees the bullet scar that has been left on her, and looks at it, and just thinks that, like, this is how close she came to me never seeing her again, which is important later, um, but anyway, when when they have sex, she's like, what, how do you want to do this? And he's like, I want you on top of me because I want to watch the entire time. I'm just really excited about that. And he's, they make a joke, like, she's like, do you, are, you know, do you trust me to maybe just get my mouth on you? And he's like, I think he still needs some practice on that, so we're we're going to hold off for now. But anyway, so of course they have sex, and of course he's like, you have to be quiet, though, because, you know, landlords, like, the... 
until later, they're not in a situation. Although he does say, like, we should go to the lake house because there are no neighbors there and you can scream all you want to. Um, yeah. You know Ned's that good. You know he is. Anyway, so they have sex and it's, of course, incredible. And, of course, like, even though they've each had other partners at this point, like, even though Ned was her first after she went to Wilder, she definitely started banging her way through all the co she could find. Um... Of course, he's perfect, and of course, for him, she is perfect, and so, yes, yes, so they have sex, they have sex again, like, uh, the next time they have a date, like, as soon as she walks in the door, they're basically taking each other's clothes off, um, yes, and it's fantastic, it's just wonderful, like, it's like, I want to see if you still taste the same, and she's like, yes, you do, you do need to find that out, it's, it's a scientific mission that you have, so at the end of it, um, they go sit on his couch together and she's like, you know, we should order takeout or whatever. We should, um, you know, send your landlord some sort of letter saying that they've won some weird prize that they get out of town for the weekend so that we can just have a crazy weekend of all the sex and screaming that we want to. And it's like, that sounds fantastic. So she's calling in an order and he's like, he's just looking at her and she's like, do you, you mean that? Like, that you know, this is the kind of relationship we're going to have now. And he's like, Every single time that we possibly can, yes. Because, again, this is a porn battle entry. We're going to need to have some banging. So so that's the way this one ends, actually. It's with them starting a relationship that it's not specifically committed yet. It's just like, we're going to see how this plays out. But it's definitely, it's the thing that Ned always wanted but never had with her. That she's committed to him and also has finally figured out the whole work-life balance thing where she's not kind of making excuses and using cases to like avoid intimacy I mean if you want to take it that far and some of the some of the files definitely do where it's like oh to avoid having this conversation with Ned I'm going to go uncover some Watergate-esque tapes that are hidden in the walls of some place it's fine so yeah so that's this one. The first few stories in this are actually written for other porn battles as well. Um, and this is also the story that I took and changed into original fiction because it's far enough away from the Nancy and Ned of the books that I was able to do that fairly easily to change them into different people. Um, yeah, just with a whole shit ton of sacks. After the first... I think there's probably like five or six stories and then they start getting longer until we get into novel length and then the most recent one and this one, the second novel length story is the, oh, well, that's a spoiler. But anyway, it's it's long and it's actually incomplete at this point because there's a lot happening. So anyway, so that's that one. Next week, we'll pick up with another one that's in a series. I haven't yet decided which one that's going to be. I don't know. There's so many to choose from. But anyway, um, if you have any suggestions, anything that you definitely want to see me discuss for this, even though I think some of you are just using this as a sleep time aid, which is 100% okay with me. If you're like, I just want you to, to gently talk me through some Nancy Ned porn so I can go to sleep. That's what I'm here for. You know that. You know I love you. Anyway, if you have any suggestions, anything that you want to see me discuss here, please do let me know. But otherwise... Stay sleuthy, my friends, and I will catch up with you next week.